Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and we're now live. Welcome, everybody. Today's Thursday, November 10th. Hope everybody's doing well. I'm sure those of you who are in the, in the east part of the world, where we are, uh, strange week in terms of weather. On Monday, I came to work at 6 a.m., and it was, seven, it was 66. Hit 79 during the day, which is more like August or September. And today coming to work was 39, so it only varied by about 30 degrees. But nevertheless, pleasant. Hope everybody's doing well. I'm sorry I didn't uh, do it at 12 o'clock. I, I had the funniest spell of, uh, weird, but anyway, um, all good. Um, and we're thinking about mediastinal masses. And I think one of the things we probably haven't covered enough, and we will cover more, is chest. So mediastinal masses is one of those things where um, it's one of the most basic parts of imaging. So the question is sometimes you get referred patients because they get a chest x-ray and the mediastinum is wide and you're looking for a mediastinal mass. Sometimes you get um, a patient with chest pain evaluate the mediastinum, maybe it's a dissection. Sometimes patients have a tumor like lymphoma diagnosed and you evaluate the mediastinum because it's part of the staging and sometimes it's weight loss, cough, part of lung cancer screening, all the usual things. So there's many reasons for doing the mediastinum. Now, before I keep going here, OMG, I forgot, someone put it down. This is tech week. This is the most important week of the year. Now, you know, radiologists, physicians get like a day, eh, maybe like an hour, eh, maybe like a bagel. But techs, you know, techs get a whole week. So I guess that's good, and I think it's well-deserved. So happy Tech Week to all our techs at Hopkins, who are terrific. All our techs who've left Hopkins and are somewhere else in the universe, wish them well. And all the techs who've never been here, everywhere in the world, thousands and thousands and thousands of techs. And many of you are fans of CTSS, like Greg Martello who, uh, and Carlos Espinosa. And Carlos, the thing just came up, but he's in Peru. Pretty cool. Anyway. How do you evaluate mediastinal masses? So the best thing to do is contrast enhanced CT. Why? Because you can evaluate the appearance, maybe it enhances, maybe it doesn't. Uh, is it vascular involvement? Is it vascular in nature? Is it something like ectopic thyroid, ectopic parathyroid adenoma? Um, is it a vascular tumor, paraganglioma? Is it a relatively non-vascular tumor like lymphoma? Is it infiltrating the vessels or pushing on the vessels? Is it implanted like a thymoma? Or is it just a budding uh, like a cyst? Is it a younger patient? Well, not always, but teratoma. So that's one of the things we like to give IV contrast. I like thin sections. Coronals and sagittals are critical and sometimes 3D is very valuable. So all of those things are, are things you need to do. So that really is quite simple in terms of the protocols. Now, can you detect the presence of mediastinal mass at a non-contrast scan? The answer is yes. But remember, so much of the work we do is not simply detecting, but it's defining, staging, and determining specifically what the lesion is. So it's more than simply just showing up. It's really getting things down and really telling what it is. So let's look at mediastinal masses. So the first thing I'll just throw out there is it could be something off the aorta. 
a big ascending aortic aneurysm, dissection, aneurysms of the carotid or subclavian, uh, could be something related to trauma. Those are all possibilities. So we'll think about that. And why did mediastinum can be due to an ectatic aorta, it can be due to aortic aneurysm, but that's quite simple. Uh, type A, type B dissections, all things we'll look at. I'll also then say we look at the mediastinum in compartments. The way I think about it is anterior to the aorta is the anterior mediastinum, you know, posteriorly, uh, behind the aorta is posterior, middle mediastinum is kind of in the center. And tumors can arise in any compartment, some tumors, lymphoma, anterior, middle, posterior, possibility. Thymoma typically is anterior mediastinum, teratoma, anterior mediastinum. So what you see will be determined a lot about what you're, uh, what you're thinking about. We also will think about the age of the patient. There's certain tumors that are more common in younger kids, thymic cysts, teratomas. You're not gonna see thymomas typically in young children or younger children or teenagers. That's patients who are 50 and 60. Lymphoma can be, of course, in any age group. When I look at the anterior mediastinum, several things I want to be careful about. So one thing is I always look at the chest wall. Sometimes you're going to have a tumor from the chest wall, like a lymphoma involving the sternum. You can have a primary sarcoma of the sternum. So those are all possibilities. You even have pseudoaneurysms, right, coming off the internal mammaries, for example. So those are all things that are possible. I then look at the compartment, anterior mediastinum. Remember when you, when you start your residency, they say, what's in the anterior mediastinum? Three T's and an O. Thymoma, teratoma, thyroid, and lymphoma. We know there's a whole lot more, but nevertheless, those are our main calls of things we think about. So what I look at first is, I look at the mass and where it's located. So I, I'm coming down. Now, sometimes substernal thyroid can present as a mass and come down, but you typically will connect it up. You can get ectopic parathyroid adenomas, but they're usually small, so that's not too much of an issue. You look at the appearance of the lesion. Is there calcification present? Is it enhancing? Is there fat present? You give me fat, you give me calcification, I'm giving you a teratoma. Thymomas rarely calcify, usually it's post-radiation. Lymphomas, again, post-therapy. Lung cancers typically don't calcify either. There aren't that many things that calcify. Fat, again, metastatic liposarcoma, okay, that's super, super, super rare. If you have fat in a mass, you're going with teratoma every time. Really simple. Um, think about thyroid, I mentioned you track it down. Thymomas are kind of one of the trickier ones. Thymomas can, remember we have the thymus in the anterior mediastinum. Thymus involutes over time. After mid-20s, you don't see the thymus. If you see the thymus after 25, and it looks big, you, got, you could think about thymoma, that's a possibility, but you also want to think of thymic hyperplasia. We've had a we, you can show cases with things like acromegaly, increased growth hormone, you get thymic hyperplasia. But there are a number of things that can give you thymic hyperplasia, and the thymic hyperplasia can lead to myasthenia gravis. So with thymic hyperplasia, you have a big thymus in a patient who's too old, 
and often maintains the adrenal shape. You can get thymic rebound. Remember patients who are on chemotherapy and doing well, they get thymic rebound, the thymic gets larger following chemotherapy. Again, very important to remember that possibility. Sometimes people will call a recurrent tumor in the mediastinum, and it's simply thymic hyperplasia. So a very important thing to be aware of and to be careful with. Okay, so then thymomas tend to be masses solid, often at times eccentric, can be invasive and non-invasive, or non-invasive, though I don't think as a radiologist, typical rule is that's really a path diagnosis. When they're very aggressive looking, then you can say invasive, but sometimes they look relatively, you know, easy to draw out, a circle around them, and they're still gonna be invasive, so you're not always gonna be right. I think it's very important to think about thymomas all the time. Ages 40 to 60, typically eccentric, as I mentioned, they can get METs, implants on the pleural surfaces, contract down along the mediastinum. Again, minimal enhancement, soft tissue density, a very good possibility. Thymomas have lots and lots of appearances. I mentioned teratoma, younger patient, often large. Fat, calcification, enhancement are all things you're gonna see in teratoma. Large lesions, fluid, fluid levels, a whole range of things. You know, teratomas tend to look the same wherever teratomas are. Okay, so that took you thyroid, thymus, teratoma. Then lymphoma. Lymphoma can be alone in the anterior mediastinum, but most commonly you'll see also nodes in middle and maybe posterior mediastinum. Lymphoma, it can extend downward, so with lymphoma you want to look down, because lymphoma can directly extend into the pericardium. So those are real possibilities in terms of where lymphoma can go. Obviously, when you worry about lymphoma, you scan the abdomen, you're gonna look for those kind of things. Now, we can go on a bit about other things. What else can you see in the mediastinum? You could see things like metastasis. Lung cancer goes to the mediastinum, renal cell mediastinum. Renal cell is one of those tumors where the meds to the mediastinum typically are hypervascular, particularly when it's clear cell renal cell carcinoma. 85% of renal cells are gonna be clear cell carcinoma. So metastasis to the mediastinum is something good to think about. Obviously, when you're looking at lung cancer staging, you're always looking at the mediastinum. I mentioned lymphoma already. Uh, you can have strange tumors. You can have um, Castleman's disease. We just saw a case posterior mediastinum. You can have um, things in the middle mediastinum thymic cyst, I'm sorry, not thymic cyst, uh, duplication cyst, esophageal duplication cyst, or just a bronchogenic cyst. Good location, middle mediastinum hanging off at the bifurcation. So those are possibilities. Remember, cystic lesions, you gotta say, what could it be? Uh, it could be a thymic cyst, it could be a duplication cyst, it could be a cystic thymoma. Lots of possibilities in that regard. So. Again, the classification and the thought of mediastinal masses in that regard. Now, we also can talk about posterior mediastinum. I'll do that briefly. Lymphoma, neurogenic tumors. When you look at the posterior mediastinum, look at the bone, is there bone erosion? Neurogenic tumors are very classic in the posterior mediastinum. Um, you can get funny things in the posterior mediastinum. You can be fooled. Obviously, you can get lymphoma. That may not fool you. But what about extramedullary hematopoiesis? Bones look big infiltrating around. You can see again vascular from the aorta. 
you can see all sorts of things around the aorta, like Ehrenheim Chester disease with this, this soft tissue thickening around there, which at times could confuse you to think about lymphoma. So there are many things to think about. Uh, those are some of them. I, I want to go back and I want to talk about some of the more unusual tumors you can see, particularly things in the middle mediastinum, posterior mediastinum. I want to talk about those things I mentioned, like extramedullary hematopoiesis. I want to talk about bone tumors, like things in the spine, myeloma, plasmacytoma, that present as mediastinal masses. And what we'll do is we're at 12.40, it's tech week, it's six o'clock, I know the techs want to go home, the radiologists want to go home. So what I'll do is I'll stop there. I'll speak with Lily, maybe next week we'll do mediastinal masses too, or we'll do it in two weeks, we'll do two and two. Um, but I thank everybody for paying attention, and we look forward to seeing you next, next time, whether it's Facebook or CT is Us, whether it's on the Apple Store, whether it's on YouTube, Wherever you are, we are as well. And with that, have a great evening, those of you at home at 6.16, and I'm going to go home in about 10 minutes, dictate a few more cases, and I hope you all had a great day. And those of you on the West Coast, it's only 3.16. Get back to work and get the work done. Catch you later, guys.